let's shift gear now and talk the loneliness and sometimes depression that comes with the holiday season. Because you look on the gram, everybody seems to be happy or everybody seems to be having a lovely time. It's that time of the year where uh, also families get together and there's a lot of excitement to see each other after most of the time not seeing each other for a very long time. It's a joyful time for many people, but also uh, for some people, uh, it's a sad time who go home to see their families or to those who've lost close family members during the course of the year. Uh, And there's an element of loneliness and some depression that seeps in for some people uh, during the holiday season. For some other people, it's also worrying about going home to relatives that are not necessarily the kindest of people. So let's talk about how to deal with this with uh, Buisile Mkrina, who's lecturer at WITS, counseling psychologist and director of Ribasadi Mental Health Association. Uh, Buisile, thank you so much for your time. Uh, Good afternoon and welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Afternoon. So, you know, um, it's a weird time in many ways because we all yeah. want to come across like we're happy, you know. Uh, we're happy in our personal spaces. We succeeded. We achieved a lot. Uh, but, you know, it also is an empty time in many ways because some of us, if you don't have big family, if you don't have family, this is the time that you're reminded. Why is it all still important for some people to sort of... Uh, you know, retain themselves and not over-worry about what everybody else is doing at this time? I think it's human nature to want what other people have, especially if it looks happy and joyous and celebratory. And what we do find is, of course, there is that wave of, you know, uh, an overwhelming sense of sadness or a low mood. Sometimes it's your friends who've gone away and you remain. Mm. Or, you know, the family is adjusting to grief. Or whatever the case may be. You might have not done well at school. You might have been retrenched. It's really been quite a hectic year. Yeah, yeah. So often what, what, what needs to be appreciated is that, you know, you need to continue in your own personal path in terms of ways in which you ensure that you maintain some routine and also how you assert yourself because like you said in Trisha's segment you mentioned that some family members are quite hostile or you know some situations are not the best that there is and sometimes if you can avoid going home that becomes you know an advantage but if you can't avoid going home it's about how do you learn to have an assertive language around the conversations that happen but more especially just around uh, understanding that if it's loss and grief, there's a lot of adjustments that need to happen. And a lot of us have to adjust to what the year is seemingly summing up to be. Yeah. And, and you know, I'll, I'll talk a little later about uh, the hostile family members, uh, because I can't think of a single person that I know who doesn't have at least one hostile family member. But I want to talk right now about, you know, looking for the positive. Uh, you spoke very uh, aptly about the fact that it's been a tough year also for some people. Some people got retrenched. Some yeah. people are dealing with yeah. grief. Um, you know, some people uh, may have lost a love relationship. Uh, some people may mm-hmm. not have achieved uh, the kind of uh, goals 
goals that they set themselves out to achieve at the beginning of the year. How then do you find the positive at this time of the year, irrespective of what, uh, in terms of your religion, you do believe? Uh, it generally is a, a kind of festive time. When you go to the mall, it's all red and white. You know, people are getting together more. You, you know, as, as South Africans love to say, Kid December, boss. How do you then oh, find oh, oh. the positive in the holiday season in spite of? And we all have a lot of in spite ofs. I think it's very important to be kind to yourself. We don't award that much courtesy to ourselves. We're quick to extend um, consideration to others, but are quite harsh and sabotaging to ourselves. Mm. So it becomes very important to become kind and allow for what has been to be. If it's something that is truly outside of your control and you cannot change it, it's about then changing your understanding to what what it means, changing the language that you may, you use towards that situation. So it's a, a whole thing around understanding that just because we're ushering in a new year doesn't mean that whatever did not manifest will no longer get a chance to. Mm. Um, so it's about appreciating the delay, appreciating the rejection as redirection, and appreciating all the things that you are still hoping to do and also having some kind of wisdom to understand that everything takes time. Everything takes time. Everything takes time. For others, it might be sooner, for others later. But at the end of the day, we might detour, but the destination becomes more than similar. Yeah, I love I love that line, allow for what has been to be. Um, let's talk spoiling yourself. It's also that time mm-hmm. of the year where a lot of people feel that uh, really entertaining yourself in the festive season means spoiling yourself. But uh, for, yeah. for, for some, uh, economically, it's not possible to uh, financially mm-hmm. spoil yourself, right? So mm-hmm. how, do you, mm-hmm. how do you still manage to spoil yourself without spending Spoiling your spirit, yeah, if you may. Yeah, yeah. I always say, always look around you. There's always something to do in your environment. Um, it could be that hike, that walk, going to the nearest park, sitting down, having a conversation. You mm. really don't have to break the bank. Mm. It's about uh, community. I think that's the heart of what the festive season is about. Mm. Can I sit down? Can we catch up? Can we appreciate life? Can we reflect? Yeah. So sometimes it's just about that simple thing, um, you know, going out to the open field, reading a book, uh, mm. taking a stroll to the mall, if something that's close by to you, yeah. allowing yourself to dream, to, to envision what you want for yourself. Sometimes it's also just sitting down and writing for yourself, you know, mm. what, you, what your hopes and desires are and mm. having just that quiet moment to appreciate what you have been able to achieve because yeah. we are so keen to what we want to achieve and what we haven't achieved but we don't sit back and form a gratitude around what did I think I couldn't achieve and actually did manifest. Yeah. So it's all of those things that tend to self that don't really have to involve money. But the truth is a lot of people are also prone to depression at this time of the year, uh, especially people yeah. who maybe are, are, are depression sufferers because I suppose whether it comes from the loneliness or uh, the season mm-hmm. and reminding you of the things that you've lost or the parents that you've lost or, you, you know, any grief. How then do you say to a depression sufferer they should manage, particularly the festive season? 
Support is very important. Um, we cannot uh, take away the fact that indeed we have people who are at risk, and it's it's about continuing to support, continuing to maintain the routine that they have. If they attend therapy, it's about trying their best to sustain that. If there's you know some form of support, it's about you know um, also exposing themselves to it. Mm. So it's one of those things where the support is necessary for them to find you as a safe space to be able to say that this is how I'm actually feeling and for you to hold that experience for them. Because I think not many of us, of course, are trained. So our immediate thing is how do I solve um, the distress that you're feeling? Should you go out? Should you drink? What do you want to do? Instead of just sitting with the person and and truly understanding what what for them is overwhelming uh, at this time of of the year. But also for um, those who are suffering, it's about trying your best not to isolate yourself. Yes, everyone is up and about, everyone is busy, but there are also things that you can also engage with. Because the tendency is then to withdraw and because everyone is so preoccupied and busy with uh, all the festivities. Mm. We tend not to notice that there's a silence that's lingering from someone that we know tends to struggle. Mm. So it's about Mm. also putting yourself out there, and it's a responsibility on everyone's part, the part of the listener, but also the part of the person who's under distress. Wow. Okay, just in case you just joined us, it's 28 minutes past one on SAFM 104 to 107. We're talking, you know, generally about how to deal with any kind of loneliness uh, or even depression that you may be feeling uh, at this time of the end and how also to deal with those uh, hostile family members that you only get to see only once a year, but they say the most piercing and heartless things to you at this time of the year. With uh, We're talking to a lecturer at Wits University, uh, uh, also, she's a counselling psychologist and uh, the director of Rebasadi Mental Health Association, Buisile uh, Mkrina. Let's deal with those family members uh, because uh, there's a lot of migration that happens in South Africa. A lot of people come to work, for example, in a place like Johannesburg. And during this time of the year, they go back home to wherever it is uh, that they come from. But then, you know, as they say, Buisile, uh, you can't choose your family. You can choose your friends. Uh, uh, sometimes in, in the immediate circle of our family are some rather mean people, right? And they will say the most hostile things, sometimes particularly us as women, when you go home, you're asked that nasty question, when are you going to get married? Or oh my God, you've gained a lot of weight, you're fat. Or I could go on, there's all of these very negative things that get said to you. And then people tend to, in their Ignorance sometimes think they're saying it out of love. How do you deal with those ones, those hostile ones? It's quite interesting that um, we never question people. We never challenge the people who say really mean and hostile things. And the reason why they persist in in questioning us in this manner is because they've never been challenged. So there isn't any consequence for Mm. You know, they, they kind of action. They so, feel like they have no barriers because they're members of your family. Yes. And we've also been raised to just take, just mm. take it. Mm. You know, don't don't question, don't challenge. But oftentimes what, what tends to then form part of an assertive conversation, but also an enriching conversation, is questioning. If someone is, is, is asking you, uh, why have you gained so much weight? 
Mm. But then you bouncing back the question to say, you know, what about this bothers me so much? Mm. Then you start to engage deeper, you mm. know. And if someone is just saying, no, I'm just saying because, you know, it's, it's, you've kind of lost yourself. Mm. Then you have to, again, challenge the person. Mm. Like, who's this anxiety for? Is it mine or is it yours? Are you yeah. projecting yeah. You know, your own stuff? So the, the the thing about it is that we tend to then shy away from those conversations. But if indeed something is your truth, you should never feel intimidated to defend it. Yeah. Should it come up in conversation? And this is this is irrespective of cultural imperatives, because people will say, "No, I'm yeah. the young one. I can't talk to my aunt like that." Yeah, yeah, definitely, because people still carry the bullying, they carry the self-hatred mm. beyond the walls of the family. Mm-hmm. And when we, when people take their lives or when people continue to engage in toxic behavior, we then probe and question why mm. they didn't talk to any of us. Yet we do not challenge how we ourselves are also points of toxicity. Yeah. So it's one of those things where you need to challenge it. And sometimes, yes, children will be timid or will feel intimidated it's then the responsibility of the parent yeah. to challenge it in front of the child so that it is understood that it is problematic language and that it's not acceptable. Yeah, it's problematic language. Let's uh, get advice uh, for those that uh, feel they, they're not coping, particularly uh, in your capacity as counseling psychologist. Um, for those that feel um, they're not coping or, they, you know, this time of the year is a stranglehold of sorts for them, what would you advise them to do when, when they feel very bleak? They are welcome to call SADAC. Uh, they're also welcome to call Lifeline. There's also ICAS, which is ICAS. And they can receive uh, telephonic counseling or debriefing mm-hmm. or some kind of holding. But it's also to continue to search for the platforms in which you're able to find safe spaces to express what you're feeling. You can mm. contact Family Life Center, they've got reduced rates for therapy. And also just, uh, if you go into social media, you know, uh, the beauty of this is that you can easily get a community of people who can direct you to the right places mm. in whatever area that you're in. If you're mm. looking for counseling, if you're looking for a psychologist, people are more than willing to provide that kind of information mm. and uh, to assist you in terms of connecting you to the right people. Yeah. But again, it's just for me to emphasize that, you know, try your level best not to isolate yourself. Love around you, you yeah. know, if you choose to expose yourself to it. Yeah. And yeah. There's a WhatsApp that just came through. Um, you know, um, I don't know if we're going to play it, but from what I'm reading here, somebody's saying it, this happens to me every every year during this season from yeah. around November. I just start to feel mm-hmm. depressed. I'm filled with anger mm-hmm. and I'm filled with mm-hmm. hatred. In fact, yeah, the word yeah. is hatred that they wrote down. I'm mm-hmm. filled with hatred mm-hmm. towards relatives. I'm I'm assuming they're saying, how can I deal with this? We must understand that this time of the year is also compounded with burnout, fatigue, and um, also a show and tell time of what what have you done Mm. this year, what is tangible that you can show us. Mm. And uh, the sense of irritability around the season is, you know, perhaps for others it's a show of happiness and progress, 
what you're feeling that you haven't done much. If you're starting to see a pattern around this stuff of the year, it's certainly something that needs to be addressed mm-hmm. in face with a professional so that we can unpack what are some of your dreams that remain unrealized that you feel exposed when you come into the time of the year and it makes you feel like you've come short mm. to everyone around you, either your peers, family, mm. or, you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we also just got a voice note, Buisile. Um I think you and I should listen to it, and and then you can respond after uh, it plays. Uh, good afternoon to you and your guests. My name is Eric Mkonjula. I just want to know how does one deal with um, the emotions of anger, hatred, especially at this time of the year, directed to relatives and extended family members. I lost my mother at this time of the year after she has been sick for a year and um i haven't actually healed and i have my uh my aunts to actually you know blame for that because i felt at the time that they could have helped me to actually uh you know take care of my mother better I, I I don't know. There are a lot of things, but please, can 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 you can your guest tell me just how? Wow! Did you hear that, Buisile? Yes, I caught uh, part of it yeah, around you know hatred towards family members and extended family. At the crux of it, at this time of the year, he lost his mother, um, but mm. he strongly feels that one of his aunts could have been able, uh, I suppose, help to save the mother by helping him to take care of uh, of the ill mother and we know now that the mother uh, passed away and 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 didn't make it and i suppose uh, they have to face these people now at this time of the year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um with that it certainly needs more of a a family systems approach in terms of the intervention. You know, with uh, psychology beyond the individual, it's also, it serves as a vessel of reconciliation. Mm. So oftentimes, if, you know, there isn't any family member who can facilitate this, it's about coming into the space or asking a psychologist to facilitate the reconciliation between two members. Yeah. So that, you know, they come into the safe space and they talk about what they are feeling. You know, he expresses how he feels. The aunt perhaps has her own understanding and her own, you know, perspective around the issue. And we bring it up and we recognize, you know, what are the lingering effects for everyone involved. Mm. So that it's, it's, it's kind of resolved in a manner that is quite insightful than in a one-directional manner where that's often emotionally charged and there isn't that uh, opportunity to hear someone else out. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where, you know, beyond just individual therapy, there also are opportunities for family um, therapy. And it's about inviting certain family members um, 
for yeah. you to sit down with them or asking a, a therapist yeah. to facilitate that. Uh, and lastly, there's a voice note from Vusima Siba who's saying to you and I, and perhaps um, I'll read it out and see whether you agree. He says, mm-hmm. my advice is that let's use this time to reflect on our past year's activities, then plan for the next year. A mind map is a great tool. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. Uh, that and a vision board mm-hmm. uh, doesn't even have to be a board. You can even write uh, on a on a notepad mm. and just have it out there. You know, there's something powerful about putting it out into the universe mm. and you know having it become some form of guiding force. And but also there's a wisdom around it to appreciate again that it takes time. But there's something quite profound about going back and realizing. Uh, even the things that you didn't even acknowledge consciously, mm. that what you had hoped for has actually come to pass. Yeah. So it is one of those things that's very important to put your goals out there and to also understand that you want to have passion-led goals. You yeah. don't want to hop on to other people's you know, goals and visions and ideas because they have a certain place where they draw inspiration from that you might not be privileged to. Yet when it's something that's coming from you, and this is what you tend to do for yourself, then you're able to be accountable to that. Fantastic. We'll leave it there. Thank you for your time. And I suppose happy festive season also to you, uh, too, Buisile. Thank you so much. Buisile Mkina is a lecturer at Vets University. She also is a counseling psychologist and director of the Ribasadi Mental Health Association. And uh, we were dealing there with uh, the issues of uh, the loneliness and sometimes the depression that we uh, that some of us tend to feel at this time of the year. Um, and in the end, we rounded it off by saying a mind map is never a bad thing or a vision board or words that uh, you want to bring uh, to life uh, written down and uh, sent out to the universe so that you have what she said are passion-led goals. It's uh, hopefully, um, you know, a good at least direction for you to cope with uh, whatever loneliness you may be feeling at this time of the year. It's 1.40. Thank you so much uh, to Buisile. It's time for our Kids Corner.